Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my College Football Breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Central Michigan Chippewas, who last season went 4-8, and 3-5 and five in the MAC. Uh, greatly falling short of expectations uh, that they had for last season. This was this was honestly a team who was expected to uh, compete uh, for a MAC title, and uh, they they fell drastically short of that uh, for for many reasons. A lot of injuries they dealt with last season, um, but but also an offense that just sputtered uh, at levels that they didn't expect it to. Uh, dealt with some real issues at the quarterback position when it came to throwing the football. Um, and again, things just didn't click uh, terribly well for for them. Um, just moving forward, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they do at the quarterback position. I'll give you my opinion on that momentarily. Um, but this is a team that returns nine starters on defense. So, uh not, not the normal Mac standard here where you rely on your uh, offense to win shootouts, but Central Michigan, especially early on, is going to rely on this defense to really do some good things for them. And it's a really good group as long as they can stay healthy. Um, diving into the breakdown now, uh, the Chippewas play at Kelly Short Stadium, which seats 30,255. I, I, I have a short story about Kelly Short Stadium. I remember when I was on a visit at a central Michigan when I was in high school. Uh, I remember my brother and I, uh, being able to get on the field and, uh, we played catch and I was throwing touchdown passes to him. And that was just a lot of fun. Uh, again, that was quite maybe 15 to 18 years ago, but still is maybe even 20 years ago, but it was a lot of fun. And I, I know the stadium's probably a bit different that was that was honestly the last time i was there um so i know that they've they've obviously done some renovations since then and it's a stadium i'm really looking forward to get to in the future but i i, I remember that fond memory being there with my brother and uh just having a having a good time there uh, on the field um moving to uh coach on the rise within the program i'm going with uh jake costner who is the quarterback's coach it's his first year uh, second stint in his career at Central Michigan, but uh, he is a fellow Michigander like myself. I'm from Flint. He's from Grand Haven. Um, he graduated from the University of Michigan, uh, where he served as a student assistant for the Wolverines from 15 to 18. Had the opportunity to be a coaching intern for the Cleveland Browns in 2017. Was an offensive graduate assistant at Central Michigan in 2019, hence the second stint. Um, moved on to uh, as an offensive GA at the University of Texas, uh, 2020 and 2021, and then received an offensive coordinator and quarterback coaching job in 2022 at D2 Limestone. Uh, great opportunity for him right out of college as a grad assistant, get a great opportunity there. And now he's back at Central Michigan as the quarterback's coach. So again, a young coach who has risen pretty quickly, but uh, Obviously has has worked at some tremendous places. You, you're a student assistant at Michigan. You've been around Jim Harbaugh um, at Texas around great coaching um, and, and, and just a 
great opportunity to be an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach right off of grad school. Um, and now as a position coach, I, I'm really, really excited to see what Coach Costner is able to do moving forward. I think he's got a fast track trajectory into being a star in the coaching profession. Uh, shifting now to the 2023 schedule now for the Chippewas, they open up Friday, Mar or Friday, Mar September 1st, not March 1st. What am I thinking? At Michigan State, in-state foe. Um, great opportunity for them. They're playing on national television on FS1. Uh, Michigan State lost a lot of pieces, so it'll be interesting to see how they look in their first game. Uh, Central Michigan could have an opportunity there. There, There is, I believe it's been 14 years straight now, where a MAC team has beaten a Big Ten team. Not saying it's going to happen, but that, that that's that's something to watch. That's for sure. They turn around uh, the following week. They have their home opener against FCS Foe New Hampshire, who has a history of being a very good FCS program. So the uh, Chips can't take them lightly. Then they go to Notre Dame uh, for a huge opportunity. Obviously, Notre Dame is going to be a very good team. Uh, so a big opportunity there. Then they go to South Alabama, who might be the favorite in the Sun Belt next year. South Alabama. Uh, one in, in out in Mount Pleasant last year. They turn around, they open up Mac play against Eastern Michigan. Then they go to Buffalo, host Akron, go to Ball State. Then they start midweek action. They host Northern Illinois on Halloween, Tuesday, October 31st. Uh, go to Western Michigan on Tuesday, November 7th. Go to Ohio, Wednesday, November 15th. And then Black Friday, they host Toledo. So, uh, an interesting schedule for the Chips with mul multiple uh, midweek games, uh, but a difficult schedule if you ask me. Going to Michigan State, going to Notre Dame, going to South Alabama on the non-conference schedule <clears throat> is extremely difficult. And then you end September hosting Eastern Michigan, who is going to be one of the better teams in the MAC. Then you have a MAC road game at Buffalo. Um, they got to go to Ball State as well. They host NIU. Western Michigan is a rival that they play on the road. Have to go to Ohio in a Mac East crossover, and then Toledo is going to be outstanding. Um, th th this is a difficult schedule for the Chippewas, but I, I say that <clears throat> just to just to uh, put it out there that there is a potential for things to maybe go south again just because of the difficulty of the schedule. However, I will also say this is a talented, talented team with some really talented players that if they get it to click, uh, they could be really, really talented. So shifting to the breakdown now, starting offensively um, with position by position, uh, the quarterback position is still up in the air for the chips, but whoever wins the job will be a really good dual threat option. <clears throat> Uh, Jace Bauer struggled last season passing the ball, uh, but is a major rushing threat. He ran for over 100 yards in two different games last season. And then Burt Emanuel only attempted eight passes uh, on the season, but his feet are electric. He is an absolutely fantastic uh, running quarterback. He ran for a record 293 yards against the Buffalo Bulls last season. I remember watching that game on TV, just mesmerized with how good Burt Emanuel was running the football. And I think he, he is just one of those type of players that just has that it factor that you just have to put him out there, let him play, let him, 
go through the growing pains a bit, but at the same time, he's going to make some plays that just wow you. And we saw that in that game against Buffalo. I mean, 293 yards rushing. That is absolutely astounding, especially from a quarterback. Uh, the running back room returns, Marion Lukes and Miles Bailey from last season. They both saw pretty good action during the year. And then the recent addition of uh, B.J. Harris from Missouri could provide a real spark to this group. Uh, Central Michigan is known for having talented running backs, especially recently. And uh, B.J. Harris could be that next one up. Uh, the receiving core returns wide receiver uh, Jalen McGaughey. Uh, and tight end Marcus Young, Magogi, uh, could become a go-to wide receiver. Uh, the additions of wide receiver Stephen Bracey from Wisconsin and Thomas Paninuzio are huge for this group. Uh, Paninuzio uh, is from Colorado State. Uh, Bracey returned a 91-yard kickoff for a touchdown in 2021 against Nebraska and could really be a star in the MAC. Uh, moving forward, he could do some really, really talented things here. He's from Grand Rapids, so he's a another Michigan guy. But I expect him uh, to do some big things here. Uh, the offensive line returns three starters. Left guard uh, Deontay Powell-Woods was a second-team All-Mac player. He has pro potential. Right tackle Braden start out and uh, left tackle Davis Heinzen anchor this group. And then the addition of Dominic uh, Serapiglia from Southeast Louisiana provides depth as he can play multiple positions on the offensive line. Shifting to the defense now, this is where they return nine starters, really talented group. Uh, the defensive line returns plenty of talent. Uh, defensive ends Michael Heldman and uh, Quindario Lee make uh, their presence known. Uh, Lee could be a standout moving forward as a rush end. Uh, defensive tackles Robbie Stewart, Jaquez Bristol, and Jason Williams are also productive. Uh, the linebacking core returns uh, talented starters. Kyle Morietti, who was third-team All-Mac and had 95 tackles last season, and Justin Whiteside also returns. Uh, Luai Brown, Nick Apsey and Jordan Kwiatkowski also have experience at the linebacker position. They, they only start two. They do a 4-2-5, but a talented group there. Uh, the secondary is loaded with four returning starters out of the five that, uh, that they start. Safeties, Dejavian uh, Stepney, Trey Jones, Caleb Spann, and Jaden Davis are all talented. And then cornerbacks, Deontay Kent, he was a first-team all-max selection, really talented player, could be a pro. Uh, Lavario Wiley and Javarius Sims have experience. So a really good secondary there. I, I'm excited about this defense. The one issue they had last year is they didn't force very many turnovers, and they really need to do that this year. And that was a big focus uh, by Coach uh, Jim McElwain and the staff uh, to get them to force some more turnovers and be more active and productive in that, in that realm. Shifting to special teams now, the kicking game was a major concern last season. Um, expect either Josh Ralston or Arkansas State transfer Tristan Matson to handle that role. And then punting should belong to Tarleton State transfer Jake Walrath. So going, going to be uh, potentially two transfers um, starting in each role there on special teams. 
Final analysis now, this is my opinion on the chips heading into this season. Like I said before, the chips drastically underachieved last season. A lot of reasons for that. They had some really bad luck with injuries. That that really started it. And then they just didn't perform as well when they had to have younger players playing. The offense should click and flow better this season as long as they can get productive play at quarterback. Either way, though, they're going to be able to run the ball with the quarterback and then the defense returns nine starters and should be real should be a stout unit. And um, the chips might have to rely on that defense uh, to start the year, which for MAC teams isn't normally the case. Um, but I really think that this offense, if they're able to get it going, I, I would put the put the ball in Bert Emanuel's hands and tell him to just go make plays. I, I think he he has he's a special talent, and I think he can really do some special things. And I think when you have a guy who can do the things that who, what he can do with his feet, you just you live with some of the growing pains that you might have to deal with with him passing the ball, um, but just develop him and get him to to make those right reads. And I think he's going to have some help this year with the receiving core. I'm really excited for Stephen Bracy from Wisconsin. I think he's a big time addition here, and I think he's one of those uh, Big Ten to MAC transfers that we've seen so many times. That, uh, that could do some really good things. And I, and like I said before, Michigan State, that first game on, a, on Friday, September 1st, we've seen many times, consecutive years now, I believe it's 14 years in a row now, where a MAC team has beaten a Big Ten team. That's one to look at. I'm not calling the upset. I'm not saying it. But I'm saying that's one to look at as a potential right there. So Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this breakdown. Hope you enjoyed it. One of the favorite things I get to do every year. I love doing these. Please like, subscribe, if you ever listen to the podcast. Give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.